Here we go. Here the fuck we go. It's episode number three. Hey, family. Welcome back. Okay, so they are not kidding about March coming in like a lion. Forgive me for my hiatus. I had quite a bit going on and you know how I love keeping things close to the chest until the time is right and the fruit is ripe for picking. It's been a minute, so I'll begin at the end of January where we last left off. As you know, I made my major career change into the great big world of finance and this bang, sorry, <laughs> wouldn't you know, the corporate side just wasn't it for your girl. Hmm, who could have thought? And no, I won't say that corporate life is the worst side of working, not even close. Corporate companies are incredible communities, and it goes without saying that some are far better run than others. You know, the corporations that actually care about the world, the environment, their customers, and especially their staff. Thankfully, I was blessed to have been a part of a corporation that does care about their clients. They are mutually owned, which means they're owned by both policy owners, aka the clients. And as far as the big behemoths of the financial wealth preservation services world go, these guys are definitely cream of the crop on the client side. I'm still a very happy client there. And one day I'll get into the nitty gritty of why I decided to make the switch into the independent world. All this to say, I am so excited for this next level of my journey as a licensed professional. I am now fully independent and building my own financial firm from the ground up. While I am in business for myself, I am not by myself. And I am so blessed to have the support that I have in my network, my agency, and especially my mentor, whom I will have on the show pretty soon. I just realized like the Oscars, when they start saying who they're thankful for and they forget their family, their man. Um, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I can't wait to introduce you all to my mentor. Her energy is on another level. With all that being said, welcome back to another episode of Cash Confessions. Stories of failure and triumph that contribute to our personal development and, of course, how we grow as we learn and earn. Today, I want to introduce you to the origin story of how this podcast came to be. We'll also discuss how I turned my imposter syndrome from being my worst enemy to my most unlikely ally. My name is Laura, and let's get started. All right, y'all, here we go. This entire episode is the major cash confession. So it's also a great big peek into the window of my life. Looking back, I realized that I have held many different jobs and positions since my first job at 17, right after graduating high school. I've worked in a variety of industries, including retail, hospitality, wellness beauty, events, production, acting, modeling, coaching, and more. Most of my experience, of course, has been in wellness and fitness. 
teaching yoga and dance for the last dozen or so years combined, service and hospitality as a bartender or server, and administrative and sales as a greeter or customer service professional in yoga and dance studios, as well as in beauty spas. While some of my jobs were steady and consistent, like bartending and teaching, others were more sporadic, such as my brief stint as a booking manager at a boutique catering company in New York City. I also, as you all know, had a love affair with pole dance and aerial artistry, which was a personal experiment that turned out to be pretty successful. I took what once felt like just a dream and turned it into an attainable goal. With disciplined training and the conviction that even though I couldn't dance for most of my life, it's pretty terrible, I too would one be on stage would one day be on stage. And as you may recall, for the last several years of my life, that dream actually did become my reality. I'm living proof that if you can dream it, you can be it. Despite the fun I've had in my work, I carried a lot of anxiety for a long time. After high school graduation, I knew that I wanted to take a gap year before continuing my education. Unfortunately, back then, gap years were not popular, and dropping out of university was seriously frowned upon. Although, eventually, I came to the realization that many successful people, in fact, like innovators, uh, uh, titans of technology and advancement on the planet, were either college dropouts or never bothered with college at all. Talking about Elon Musk, Steve Jobs, I mean, I think Oprah dropped out of, out of university, but then she did go back and finish her degree. Nowadays, do we even need these very expensive degrees? I digress. We'll save that topic for another time because of my failure to finish school. Back then, I was remorseful and full of self-loathing. That's the cash confession. I have since come to appreciate the experiences and lessons that I gained from all of my various endeavors and experiences. I approached my life with the idea of trying everything, which turned out to be the best thing I could have done for myself. Although I never knew how things would turn out and technically we never actually do know. At least I was willing to throw myself into things and see if they fit. It's like the proverbial test of pasta being done when you throw it and it sticks to the wall. Not exactly the best way to find your calling, but maybe it's not the worst either. As I moved from job to job, career to career, I realized I felt like an imposter in most of what I was doing at any given moment. At the height of my work life, not to be confused with work-life balance, I always had the inkling that after a certain amount of time, I just didn't belong where I was. And I know what you're thinking. Yes, you are always at home within yourself. You probably heard me say this. <laughs> and you take yourself wherever you go. So thankfully, I didn't experience these anxieties while at work. It was something that happened behind closed doors. I affectionately call it suffering in silence. Over the last five years, I have juggled three different jobs at any given time, often across multiple state lines. 
before the big bad vid in 2019, I would fly back and forth between New York and Miami, performing in five different nightclubs, bartending, hosting, helping produce events, amateur modeling, working the front desk and booking for my favorite beauty brand in New York City. At a certain point, the time came and I knew I was running myself ragged, like a dog endlessly chasing its own tail. So fast forward to 2021, the world is starting to reopen after the pandemic and I'm finally resettled in my paradise home away from home in beautiful Miami, Florida, living in the loft of my dreams. And all of a sudden it dawns on me. What am I doing? Where is this all going? These questions alone on their own open the floodgates of anxiety. And before slipping into the rabbit hole, thankfully, a little voice from the depth of my heart and soul peeped up and said, why don't I have an online business? So I dove in deep. After a few searches about e-commerce, YouTube started sending me advertisements showcasing do-it-yourself programs, how I did it tutorials, and the dizzying world of drop shipping, SEO, and Shopify. If you've never heard these terms before, I dare you, double dog dare you to Google them. Needless to say, it's daunting. And when you're feeling so disconnected from yourself and your own potential, it can seem like a really good deal to drop $6,200 on a 12-week course. My imposter syndrome sent me into an absolute tailspin. Talk about a clusterfuck. So what is imposter syndrome? Imposter syndrome is a psychological phenomena that makes people doubt their own accomplishments and believe that they are not as competent as others think they are. You are unable to hold yourself in high esteem in anything that you do. Maybe not anything or everything, but a few choice things. It's the difference between how you see yourself and the way the world sees you. You're unable to take pride in the amount of experience and mastery you actually have. And truth be told, it's a feeling that can affect anyone, regardless of their level of success, can ultimately be very difficult to overcome. Some of the symptoms of imposter syndrome vary from person to person, but common signs include feeling like a fraud, fraudulence, fear of being exposed as inadequate or incompetent, and feeling like you simply do not deserve your success. Other symptoms, of course, include self-doubt, crippling anxiety, and a lack of confidence in your own abilities. Sucks, right? There are many factors that can contribute to imposter syndrome, including childhood experiences, personality traits, familial or societal expectations. People who experience imposter syndrome often have high standards for themselves and fear that they will not live up to those standards. If you may recall, our previous episode, number two, Stop, Drop, Self-Sabotage, we went through these feelings of inadequacy. And of course, if you're struggling with imposter syndrome, you are more than likely comparing yourself to others, which guess what? That leads you right back to 
feeling inadequate, and feeling incompetent. Overcoming imposter syndrome can be a challenging process, but it is possible. And one of the most effective ways to overcome it is simply to talk about it. Discussing your feelings with a trusted friend or family member can help you gain perspective and realize that you are not alone. Another way to overcome your imposter syndrome is to reframe your thinking. Instead of focusing on your perceived weaknesses, focus on your strengths and accomplishments. For instance, one of the ways that I started to reframe mine was by asking myself this question, and I still do it almost on a near daily basis. I'll ask you the very same question now. Are you listening when you receive a compliment from a friend? What's something you always hear loved ones say about yourself that you may have trouble receiving? For me, I always hear how hard of a worker I am, how capable I am, and how diverse my skills and talents are. Now, when you receive that compliment, you're going to know that it's something that you have trouble fully accepting about yourself because that feeling of anxiety, that inadequacy, it's going to bubble up and you're going to think to yourself, how do they think that I'm so great when they have no idea how much time I waste watching Bravo on Hulu? <laughs> it's taken me all of these years to accept and acknowledge these compliments within my own self. And if you're anything like me, and you've worked in a multitude of options, it can be difficult finding yourself in kind of like that whole idea where you just have like that one soulmate, like you're going to have that one job, that one purpose. <sighs> I needed clarity. And when we're caught in the riptide of fear and anxiety, 10 out of 10, I do not recommend going at it alone. So I got real and I got myself a business slash life coach. During my time with my coach, I learned how much I was holding myself back. The most valuable part of coaching, in my opinion, was having a mirror to provide complete and total honesty. My coach looked at me, heard me, and asked me to unpack moments that sounded great, but required further exploration. At the time, I definitely wasn't ready to launch my online coaching business. And yes, she did try to push is a strong word, but sometimes you just need to go do the thing. And still my former clients, former colleagues, former students ask me almost on a weekly basis, why am I not teaching yoga or pole? Don't I miss it? Don't I love it? And of course the answer is a resounding yes. I was honest with myself about how I wanted to be perceived in this world. Who am I? What legacy am I leaving behind? How much impact and insight can I impart on my community? And most importantly, how much more am I capable of but too afraid to reach for? At a certain point, we all deserve to take a deep, long look at ourselves in the mirror and say, you know what, you beautiful, gorgeous child of God, if you feel you have more to give, what's holding you back? And guess what? 
You already know it. The answer is always you. Only and ever always you. Only you hold yourself back and you'll never truly know until you start. Admittedly, I've had many failures to launch from yoga workshops and retreats to my Divina Duality YouTube channel. I have quite the collection of unfinished projects and ideas. Like the frightening shadows in your childhood bedroom closet, I did my best to close the door on those perceived moments of shame in my life. Now, I gather them with pride. After all, even Leonardo da Vinci has thousands of unfinished works too. We are not simply the sum of our unfinished ideas, but put them all together and we are something so much more. The honest reflection I saw of myself during my time in coaching allowed me to perceive who I truly am at my finest. I came to recognize within myself and my work that I am an educator and an entertainer. Having this newfound sense of clarity, I again decided to let go, let God. And when I listened to my heart and stillness, it told me work, live, laugh, and the rest will come. So here we are in 2022. My last few months working in nightlife, things were pretty rough. Even before the media started talking about the downturn in the economy, we knew as guests had stopped tipping so well. Whether you're serving bottles in a nightclub or drinks in a restaurant, you know the economy is about to hit the skids when you see those tips. Now, with the bonds forged through working in service together, those late nights and early mornings were made bearable by the company of my colleagues. Over time, I realized that my presence in our little community brought wisdom and laughter, which is something I had always done as a teacher. Whether I was in front of a pole, aerial hoop, hammock, or yoga class, I was always coaching with energy and making the entire room laugh, at least not, if not the entire room, mostly myself. <laughs> night after night, as we counted our tips, back to nightlife and the nightclub, when you put a room full of half a dozen women together, you can bet they'll be laughing, crying, sharing, smiling, talking trash, and having a grand old time. As the weekends rolled by, I kept thinking out loud, babes, we should start a podcast. I most definitely said we should start a podcast at least a thousand times since last January. And by summer, I was writing things down left and right, front and center. I couldn't stop even mid-conversation. I would literally be mid-sentence and be like, oh my God, that's good. I have to write that down. The inspiration was palpable. One summer, one summer night around June or July last year, I was leaving. And as I slung my bag over my shoulder, I looked back and I called out to the girls, Love you, babes, and love our cash confessions. See you next weekend. We had a big laugh. I walked out the door and took a step outside, and a bolt of lightning hit me. Oh, my goodness. Is that it? 
I love our cash confessions. I rushed home. I showered. I got into bed and I furiously poured through Google, Instagram, Facebook to make sure no one else had already had the same stroke of genius. At the time, I thought cash confessions would be about performers. I like to draw parallels and connections through experiences. My top three favorite jobs of all time have all involved entertainment, bartending, teaching, and performing. Regardless of what you're doing to earn your living, performance is a necessary skill to develop. Whether you're building high-performance habits like Brendan Burchard, which if you haven't heard of it, that is an incredible book. Go get it. Or if you're simply building your confidence to lead your team, speak in public, pitch your next great product line to investors, a little razzle-dazzle goes a long way. My first thought was, if I can draw a parallel line of performance through any industry, perhaps this would be the central topic of my podcast. However, I wasn't satisfied with the subject, and I knew I had more to offer. So feeling a bit ashamed of still being a late bloomer, I paused again. But at least this time, I knew I had the experience, the joy, the jokes, and now the name. I put my faith in God, trusted my intuition, and waited for the right time. Then, in August last year, I was recruited into the major leagues. Sorry, I thought I'd just change my notes a little bit. Nope, we're good. One of the largest financial services firms in the country, let alone in history, recruited yours truly. And by November of last year, I was working as a full-time agent. And that's when my next lightning bolt struck. Oh my gosh, I realized. This isn't just the story of being a performer. It's not a dancer's locker room. How you perform on stage is how you perform in anything in your life from the boardroom, to your fitness class, to your coaching business, to your family. This is bigger than performing. This is literally the story of coming of age, coming to yourself, coming out to the world through your work. This is the story of how we grow as we learn and earn. It's a modern money memoir I wrote, and I'm calling it Cash Confessions. For the longest time, I had a sense of urgency that I hadn't amassed the 100,000 followers on Instagram, that I hadn't made six figures a year salary. All that aside, had I not taken the time to fully explore myself, multiple careers, businesses, I wouldn't have had, or maybe I would have, I, maybe it would have taken me longer to realize this. Maybe it would have come faster. I don't know. I can't say. But what I do know is at this very moment, I look back and I realize, wow, literally every step I have taken has brought me to this moment right here, right now, where I've truly never felt more fulfilled or prouder of myself. Each moment has come together to this culmination, the peak, 
And just as a Sherpa on Mount Everest will tell you, a descent may be just as treacherous as a rise. Not all moments were victorious. Whether it was running around the city, exhausted and underpaid teaching yoga, not finishing my degree, mixing drinks behind a bar, or waiting tables in a mini skirt and a bustier top dressed like a Mexican mariachi. <laughs> or even my love of performing, which the day we get into that is going to be a very dynamic and also rough and tumble conversation. There is so much to unpack about working in nightlife. And to be honest with you all, I am literally working up the chutzpah to have that conversation with you. But either way, even in my worst moments in hospitality, going above and beyond for a table and they give you a terrible tip or worse, no tip at all. All of these moments are literal gold for me. They have helped me grow, deepen my love and connection with myself and my life, with my colleagues, with work in general, which we kind of need to work to live. So <laughs> to sum it all up, how do you use your imposter syndrome as a guide and an ally rather than your enemy? First, don't suffer in silence, boo. Talk it out. Confide in your wisest loved one, your spiritual guide, your family, your spouse, or invest in yourself. Get a coach. Reach out to somebody that you look up to in your industry. Ask them to be your mentor. Allow whoever that person is for you, allow their feedback to assist and support you. Second, don't be afraid to go deep. Ask yourself, how much more are you capable of? and too afraid to reach for. Get out of your own way. Do it for God, your family, your community, your country. Oftentimes, if we do something simply for ourselves on a bad day, it will not be enough to get you out of bed. Trust me, I would know. <laughs> Make insight and impact your goal and do it for the collective. Third, your past is your platform. Those seemingly broken and shameful, discarded ideas and unfinished projects are actually pieces of the greatest puzzle you'll ever solve if you take the brave look through your shame and see your own glory. Especially in our worst moments, we have the chance to grow. Allow your fear to be the incredible alarm that it is. Use it as a reminder. It's go time. If you're afraid, that means you're right on track. It's important to appreciate these moments and don't dwell on them for too long. Instead, look back and see how far you've come without getting in your own way. It literally took me all this time to appreciate how I've gotten here let alone where I am now. If I'd allowed myself to enjoy the process a little more, maybe I would be further along, but that's not even really the point. Even Vera Wang didn't become Vera Wang until she was in her forties. You can too. And that's a wrap. Thank you so much for joining me in revealing our origin story. I never grow tired of sharing it. And episode three felt like the perfect time to introduce it. 
I hope today's topic of imposter syndrome has provided you with a new perspective of turning your scary shame into your North Star. If you liked this episode and want to learn more, please don't be shy to reach out. Go ahead and like and subscribe on all of our socials. Right now, we're still Spotify and Instagram, but I will let you know when we expand. Any topic requests or questions, please send us a message. We'll see you next time. And always remember, money comes to me easily. Money comes to me fast. Money loves my company. And when money comes, it lasts. I'll see you, fam. Oh my God, that felt so good. (laughs) I love it.